How's everyone doing? Amen. Hallelujah. It is a pleasure and honor to be here. Most importantly, it's a pleasure and honor to be part of Solid Rock. I don't take that for granted. I really don't. My wife will tell you we've, we've been in the Army since 2011. And since that time, and maybe even a couple years before, as I was in seminary school, we didn't have a home church. Just didn't feel connected. Just didn't feel connected. Good churches. Nothing wrong with them. Just didn't feel that connection. Then God put us here, planted us here, the good fellow. Not trying to be funny. Never heard of good fellow Air Force Base. Never heard of San Angelo. <laughs> but God put us here. And to be honest with you, you get to a point where you don't even think about a home church, especially if you happen to be part of the army. And I wasn't. We started coming here. And it's amazing. God changes your life, transforms your life by putting people in your life, such as my son. And honestly, because of him, we're here. I'll never forget. It was we are visiting churches. And. And it was it was the first Sunday of the month, I believe. I think it was August at the time. And it was time for so for kids to do mission offering. And there was a little young man. And my son started going to Cornerstone. So, by the way, there's a little young man, which I did not know him at the time. His name is Aiden. And, um, and I'll never forget this. You never know what it meant to me. This little young man, because you didn't know what was going on. He says, come on, Judah. Come on, Judah. Come on, Judah. Come on. Let's fellowship together, Judah. Let's give the missions, Judah. Come on, Judah. And Judah's face just lit up. He didn't look at mommy. He didn't look at daddy. He saw his friend. He saw his friend. His friend. And Judah came and had a good time. After that, when it was time for kids to go to kids' church, as you all probably know, he's in the season of being a daddy's boy, and I'm loving it because it probably won't last forever. He left me and ran to his friends. To his friends. To his friends. Why? Because he felt the love of God. He felt the love of God, the presence of the king. And I'll never forget, I think it was the same Sunday, my wife, her divine wisdom, when we were in the car, she says, well, I guess Judah has made the choice. We're coming here. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord. So, we never underestimate what you're doing each and every day. Never. Because you don't know how God is using you. And I'll be, be honest with you, I was praying. I said, Lord, what, what do you want your children, us, to hear today? And he said, one word. One word. Remind. 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 So many times we get lost in the hustle and bustle of today. So many times we get lost in what we're going through. That he wants us to stop and be reminded that how great is our God. He's the name above all names. And it's interesting how we honoring and acknowledging our pastor and his precious wife and knowing their heart. They just want to do God's will and they want to see God's will in each one of us to remind. I, I stand here and, and, and um, I'm already getting a, a sense. Even we've been here since August of this year, with the end of July of this year. And, and I'm just seeing the hand of God, the grace of God. I'm seeing my brother. Look at him. He's here. His own walking. 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 God has been faithful. And he wants to remind us for that. Not just for the past, but for the present future. Amen. Amen. So I believe that God has given me a, a passage that causes me to be reminded of his faithfulness. Amen. You see, it's interesting as we were talking about love. I'm sure that everyone will agree that being loved is the, is the most powerful motivation in the world. Our ability to love is often shaped by our experience of love. We usually love others as we have been loved. You see, some of the greatest statements about God's loving nature were written by a man who experienced God's love in a unique, authentic way. John, Jesus' disciple, expressed his relationship to the Son of God by calling himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. Although Jesus' love is clearly communicated in all the Gospels, in John it is a central theme. Because his own experience of Jesus' love was so strong and personal, John was sensitive to those words and actions of Jesus that illustrated how the one who is love loved others. Amen. And to me, 
out of, in, in that book, in the book of John, the, the passage that sticks out the most is, I am the true vine. I am the true vine. And if you don't mind, if you're able to, if you can stand. This is the English Standard Version. Let us read. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Verse 12, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So that when whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Amen. God bless his awesome word. You may have a seat. Interesting. I am the vine. I am the true vine. The only vine. This is the last of seven claims to deity in the form of I am statements. Yes, church. Yes, church. Solid rock. He wants to remind us that I am the bread of life. John 6. Verse 35, I am the light of the world, John 8, 12. I am the gate for the sheep, 10, 7. I am the good shepherd, 10, 11. I am the resurrection and the life, eleven twenty five. I am the way and the truth and the life, 14, 6. And I am the true vine. I am the true vine. 
I am the true vine. It's interesting. In the Old Testament, the nation of Israel was depicted as a vine planted by Yahweh. But the nation proved unfaithful and unfruitful. So the Lord Jesus now presented himself as the true vine. That wasn't enough. It wasn't perfect. It couldn't sustain. It didn't have something that is so needed. Grace. 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 So the Lord Jesus now presented himself as a true find, the perfect fulfillment of all the other types and shadows. More than enough. See, Christ is the vine and God is the gardener who cares for the branches. Who are the branches? Who are the branches? You and I, us. To make them fruitful. You see, Jesus makes a distinction between two kinds of pruning. See, that's the hard part. See, see, the hard part is it's easy to get on the vine. But sometimes it's hard to stay there. Sometimes it's hard to stay there. Sometimes it's hard to stay there. Sometimes it feels like it's um, impossible to stay there. Sometimes when you're on the vine, you feel like you may want to quit. It's just too much. It's too much. Because when you're on the vine, fruitful branches are cut back to promote growth. See, God is always involved. He wants to be involved. He has a purpose for all of us. He has a purpose for the church. And we are part of the church. In other words, God must sometimes disciple us to strengthen our character and faith. Has to happen. Must happen. It's a purpose behind that. But branches that don't cut off at the trunk because not only are they worthless, but they often infect the rest of the tree. Isn't that interesting? Even that has a purpose. You see, the branch that bears fruit is the one who is growing more like Jesus. Jesus in skin. Even such vines need to be pruned or cleansed from insects, mildew, and fungus. So we must be cleansed from worldly things that cling to you and me. You see, he wants to remind us today. I found out that our pastor, he has a favorite verse. He wants to remind us today in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Stand on holy ground. When you've done all you can do, stand. And stand with a with purpose. Let nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing move you. 
always give yourself fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. It's not. It is not. It is not. You see, one reason why I feel very comfortable being part of this church is because I know that your pastor and his precious wife, they are the real deal. I see the fruits. I'm impressed. This man brings a fresh word every time he's up here. And trust me, it's not easy. Trust me, it's not easy. Because you know why? Because in order to bring a fresh word, in order to, to present yourself, you must dedicate yourself. You must commune. See, you can go, sometimes you're gifted to speak, okay? And you can go, but you can go, but so far. But if you're not embedded in the vine, it will come out. It will come out. What you do behind closed doors will come out. It will. Fresh word. The only way you can do that is by communing with the king. Amen. So that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. You see, so many times the enemy tries to put in your mind, hey, why don't you just cheat a little bit? Why don't you just go sideways a little bit? Why don't you skip steps a little bit? Oh, I love skipping steps. I used to do that all the time. But I realized if I skip steps, guess what? I'm going to have to go back and repeat it. Amen. Pruning. Pruning. You know, and, and it's interesting. As I read this passage, I realize that there is a verb that John uses Excuse me, that Jesus used a lot. Jesus used a lot. And it's interesting is the one that 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 embraced that verb, that word is the one that can effectively walk through the fire. Walk through the trials and tribulations that may come each and every day. And that word is abide. It's abide. Abide. I don't know if you all know this, but abide is mentioned nine times in that passage. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, six, seven, nine times. And each time it means the same thing. It means to stay. It means to abide. It means to remain. It means to stay around. It means to continue. It means to dwell. It means to endure. Be present. Stand. To continue to be present. To be held. Kept. To wait for. Await one. But the one that I love the most is this. To abide means to stay where you are. To stay where you are. To stay where you are. 
stay where you are. And yes, I know the pastor's heart. I know that he wants me to say, I'm not saying to stay at solid rock. No, to stay in his presence, to stay in in that situation that maybe you feel like it's demonic. You feel like, why did God bring me here? Why am I so sick? Why all of a sudden everything went well and then something tragic happened? To stay where you are because his grace is sufficient. It's sufficient. It's sufficient. It's more than enough. He wants to remind us where you are is his perfect will. And his grace is sufficient. See, the, the, the believer has been placed in Christ that, that in, his, in, in his or her position, God has placed you there. In daily walk, he should stay. He, we should stay in, in intimate fellowship with the Lord. Intimate fellowship with him. A branch abides in the vine by drawing all of his life and nourishment from the vine. So we abide in Christ by spending time in prayer, reading and obeying his word, fellowshipping with his people. Very important. Do not forsake that. And being continually conscious of our union with him. With him. As we maintain constant contact with him, we are conscious of his abiding in us and of supplying us with spiritual strength and resources. The branch can only bear fruit as it abides in the vine. You can look other places, but it's just not going to happen. It's not going to stain you. It's just not going to. It wasn't created to do that. When I say it wasn't created, who creates all things? God. Amen. The only way believers can bear the fruit of Christ like character is by living in touch with Christ moment by moment. Moment by moment. Moment by moment. And that's why I appreciate the pastor. Because he basically... And mind you, too, I'm also impressed, too, is when he took that sabbatical, it was really a special moment. Because I'm going to be honest with you, and it's good to laugh sometimes, but this is the truth. When, when that took place, in my mind, I said, uh-oh, something must have happened, maybe. <laughs> and the reason why I say that is because pastors don't take sabbaticals. And when it happens, normally something is behind closed doors but it blessed me i say that jokingly because i knew in my spirit this was a true sabbatical because he realized that he needed to be refreshed he needed to go to the vine without any interruptions and he also knew is if he was doing what god has called him to do with his precious support of his wife then the church was going to be okay because they know who their source comes from, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ. Funny story, but effective. Last Thursday, 
I love to worship. It's my heart. I was a worship leader. And I still am. And I was, I was excited. Bethany. I really was because I, I was going to come and be part of the worship team. I, absolutely. Then something happened. Woo, it hit me. Allergies, sinus started acting up like crazy. You all know what I'm talking about. Had this headache that it wouldn't stop. It was bad. Horrible. Light. Oh, I didn't want to see any light. Oh, my gracious. It was so bad. As you all know, I just love my wife and I love my Judah. And normally when I go home and I called, I said, I'm well, I text. I said, I'm not going to be able to make it. And when I when I went home. They were upstairs. They were upstairs getting ready to 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 go to bed. He was asking for daddy of what I understand, but I couldn't do it. I was in such pain. And I remember Jamie texted me and says, what are you doing? Excuse me. Yeah, where you were. And thank you. And and I think I texted you back or called. And I said, I'm sick. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Why am I saying that? So many times we rely on people or we rely on a situation of someone to get us out of it. He wants to remind us that he's more than enough. His grace is sufficient. See, man has limitations, but God doesn't. God doesn't. He doesn't. But, but God is sufficient. And he wants me to remind each one of you, hey, are you trusting in man too much or you're trusting in your knowledge too much? See, I'm part of an elite MOS. Their job is military intelligence. But I've come to find out that some of them are so smart, they rely on their intelligence too much. And they're not relying on the one that created them. Amen. Amen. He wants to remind you. He's more than enough. He wants to remind you that he's Yahweh Shema. The Lord is present. Amen. He also, he has reminded me, and I just want to share it on with you all, is that I was challenged because sometimes my prayer is misdirected. It's just misdirected. You know how sometimes our prayers, it just gets a little distorted sometimes. It, it gets in that little box. You see, sometimes I pray, Lord, help me to live my life for you. But I realize that it would be better to pray, Lord Jesus, live out your life through me. Live out your life through me. Without Christ, we, I can do nothing. A vine branch has one purpose to bear fruit. 
It is useless for making furniture or building a house or building a toy. Boy, that will really upset Judah. It does not even make good firewood. However, it is good for fruit bearing as it abides in the vine. See, he wants to remind you that he has created you. He wonderfully and fearfully made you. You are authentic. There's no one like you. And when you stay on the vine, you will realize that you will realize who who you are in Christ. And when you realize who you are in Christ, you realize that you can do all things through Christ. Amen. Seriously. And you will realize that if he made you authentic, you need to walk being authentic. Don't try to be like somebody else. No, he didn't create you to do that. He didn't create you to do that. Be who God has called you to be, even in your limitations. You're looking at a man that stutters like crazy. Yes. Yes. You're looking at a man that that because I stuttered, I believe in the lies. I believe that I could go but so far. That's why music is so important to me. When you sing, you don't stutter. You don't. I love it. I can sing all day and all night. You see, but I realize is that in order for me to reach my full max, I need to do things afraid so God can take me to the other side. The only way that I noticed that and recognize that is because I stayed on the vine. I stayed on the vine. It took me 21 years to get my associate's degree. Even my wife didn't know why. I stopped counting after six times because I didn't think I was smart enough. And I remember the Lord says, son, you're very good at starting things, but you just very bad about finishing. Good gracious. Son, I tell you what, if you do these two things, God loves to set you up. Oh, yes, he does. He has a sense of humor. He does. It's awesome. But he always has a purpose behind the humor. And he said, it's two things I want you to do. And when you complete both, I will show you your next agenda. I said, okay, this is good. He says, I want you to go ahead and finally get your credentials from the assemblies of God. Okay, I I think I can do that. Then I want you to finish your associate's degree because that's how I started. Okay, don't know if I can do that. So in 2005, I had my certification to be a minister. Then in 2007, I got my associate's degree. So I was waiting. Oh, yes, this is it. All right. God's going to show me, sister. It was awesome. It was awesome. I knew I I was there. And he just got quiet. 
Sometimes when, when you're on the vine, he just gets quiet. We're afraid of silence, aren't we? But in those moments of silence, that's when God speaks the most. That's when he moves the most. And when he's silent, he imparts things in your spirit. He puts things in your heart. And something happened while I took that break because it was rough. My mom just died and everything. I just found out some things that took place, secrets that they were coming out. It was just a hard moment. But something happened. I remember I started missing school. Oh, my gracious. What are you talking about? God birthed it. I remember calling the president of the school saying, how many credits do I need to get my bachelor's and get my master's? Because I feel like God has called me to be in the military. And I feel like God's called me to be a chaplain. Never heard of that word doing that process seriously even though i was i was i was in a military state i really didn't know much about it see god has a sense of humor because see he knew that if i stayed on the vine he would give me his grace he would give me his strength he would give me his mercy He will give me long suffering. He will produce gentleness in me. He will produce faithfulness in me. On the vine. You see, he's not going to tell you the whole picture. If he would have told me I was driving to work, I remember that day. You complete these things, then I will show you the next step. If he would have showed me the whole picture, I would, without a doubt, sir, without a doubt, I would have said, I rebuke you, Satan. Seriously. I can't even get a two-year degree. And you're talking about a master's in divinity? You got to be kidding me. But when you are on the vine, Living in the vine, dwelling in the vine. When you stay where you are, God can do exceedingly, abundantly what you thought and, and what you thought and what you wanted to do. Amen. Don't limit him, but you have to stay on the vine. You see, he wants to remind us, ma'am. You know this very well. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods, your ancestors serve beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, what we will serve who? the Lord, the Lord. 
the Lord, the Lord. As for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. We will allow God to prune us. We will allow God to put us on a pause button. We will allow God to say, son, daughter, I love you, but you're, you're straying away a little bit because he chastises those he loves. He loves, excuse me, it's more than enough. More than enough. You see, I've mentioned it before. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. Amen. You see, if we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. And the only way you can do that is abide in the vine. Abide in the vine. I love that part when it says, no longer do I call you servants for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends for all that I've heard from my father. I have made known to what you the Lord emphasized the difference between servants and friends. Servants are simply expected to do the work marked out for them. But friends are taken into one's confidence. To the friend, we reveal our plans for the future. Confidential information is shared with him or her. In one sense, the disciples would always continue to be servants of the Lord. Absolutely. But they would be more than this. They would be friends. The Lord was even now revealing to them the things which he had heard from his father. He was telling them of his own departure, the coming of the Holy Spirit, his own coming again and their responsibility to him in the meantime. Amen. Just like us. Just like us. He's confided in you to do certain things. He's confided in you to to either even put people in your life that he wants you to love. He wants you to encourage. Always remember when you're in the vine, don't don't get caught up in praying for yourself. Oh, Lord, I want this. I need this. I need that. No, pray for others. I remember, yes, I try to be transparent, especially if I feel like it's going to help you. I remember I was going through a dark time. I was going through a dark time, and I remember, boy, I was really on a soapbox. And I remember saying, Lord, I wonder who's praying for me right now. I'm really hurting right now. I'm just suffering right now. You Everybody saying, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you. Are they really praying for me? I'm on the vine. Sometimes you're on the vine, but you're kicking and screaming. But that's okay because his grace is sufficient. He doesn't mind you doing that as long as you stay there. And I remember him saying as clear as day, son, stop that. I have a question for you. How how many times have you said that I'm going to pray for your brother or sister and you never do? Son, I make you a promise. If you begin to pray for my people and pray for the church, I will begin to reveal secrets in their life because I can trust you. If you trust me 
to pray for others, I'm going to trust you secrets so you can prophesy in their life without them even knowing. Church, we need to be more prophetic. We need to walk in his prophetic. We need to call those things as they may not be, as they should be, and as they can be. Amen. 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 Musicians, if you don't mind, if you can come up. You see, someone once pointed out that as branches we receive. I want you to get that in your spirit. As branches, we receive. He's doing a work in you. You're on a potter's wheel. Amen. As disciples, we follow. We obey. Where you go, I will follow. And as friends, we commune. We commune. We commune. I think most of us, we get the branch part. We get the disciple part. But sometimes we struggle on the communing. Because we get so busy. We get so weary. Today, he wants to refresh us. He's already started. He wants to continue that work. See, everything that we need is found in him. And in him is his word. So church family, if you don't mind, I want you to just stand up. And as we sing word of God speak, I just want you to feel free to commune with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. This is the altar. This is the altar. This is the place that only Jesus himself can touch. Amen. Amen. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you for your touch. with that just come it's on the okay. come on the front the last thing Man. I need hallelujah is to be
Okay. 